Welcome to the STEM Sync Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal McLean, amplifying unique life stories to encourage and motivate people of color with an interest in science, technology, engineering, and math. As a black female engineer, I found that a key resource that kept me encouraged along my education and career pursuits is something we often overlook and that is people. My hope is to leave listeners feeling empowered while gaining insight on endless opportunities along the STEM education and career pathway. Thanks for joining me today for a candid conversation as guests share their journeys and resources to help you reach beyond your untapped potential, connecting you to purpose. Now let's sing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the STEM Sync Podcast. This is your host, Crystal McLean. And for y'all prototypes out here, I have a little bit of a treat because the person that is actually being interviewed today is actually a coworker of mine, which is crazy because we are miles away from one another, right? Bonded over work stuff, but also having candid good conversations good girlfriend conversations throughout it and so when i started this podcast i said to myself i have to get miss ivanetta smith on this podcast so ivy as i call her ivy welcome to the podcast yay thanks for having me this is so dope listen i'm so excited to have you on because i know your story in different ways right i know the ivy at work I know the Ivy when it comes to when we start talking about the good, the good word, the good Lord, you know, I know Ivy in that space. And I thought to myself, man, I don't know Ivy's story as it relates to her STEM journey. You do talk about that in one of your wonderful books um, about the universities that you went to. But I think it's a value for the listeners to hear more about you. So tell our listeners about you, Ivy. Yes. So as Crystal said, my name is Ivanetta Smith. I go by Ivy for short. Uh, this helps people out in case they stumble over my full name. So I'm <laughs> help them up. Right. And who am I? I am an author, a public speaker, and an engineer. Mm-hmm. And in those three, it's really more than three categories, but for the engineer piece or the STEM piece, that's a whole journey, a mm. whole journey, still on the journey. Right. And it looks different now than when it started. And when it started for me, I would even say all the way back to elementary school, honestly, um, I just took to math mm-hmm. growing up. I loved the way the numbers looked like I, it was weird. I just took to it. And my father made sure I knew how to add, subtract, multiply, and divide. By the time I was like seven, I could go all the way up to 12, right? Like, you know. um, So you just out here being a math whiz. Yeah, didn't even know it. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, and then it comes high school and, you know, typical teenager. I I was just unmotivated. I just wanted, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. to be the cool kid. But you cool smart was not cool back then right it's not it was not and it was not looking back on that it's like how is that not cool like you you should being dumb is not cool like Facts. purposely being dumb like Facts. what 
No. That's, that's because society does not always place value on the intellectual. That's the word value. The value. value. Mm. I know we'll, we'll probably come back to that word yes, value because it's so important. So I graduated high school. I think I had under a 2.0 average in mm. high school because um, I had, yeah, I had boys on the brain, people <laughs> on the brain, just wanting to be seen and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, initially I wanted to stay in state. I'm from New Jersey, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I wanted to stay in state, but when I went to, um, some kind of seminar at NJIT, I didn't like the environment. I just- NJIT is New Jersey Institute? Of technology. Yes. Technology. Got it. And, and because initially I wanted to be an architect or so I thought. Because uh, I used to put Lego sets together just by looking at the picture on the front. Uh huh. Weird, I know. No, that's and, not weird. Um, that, look, that's good marketing. That's exactly <laughs> what they That's what they want you to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I get there and I, I think it was a, a drafting class my mother signed me up for, and it was boring. I was like, I don't want to be an architect no more. <laughs> and yeah, that didn't last long. And so, but my mama was like, Well, you got to go to school. Mm-hmm. So she. T- put me on this HBCU tour bus schedule. Mm. So they toured you down South to different schools in the South. And so I settled up on uh, Bennett college, which that's in Greensboro, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. It's an all black female institution. Uh, It's like the one folks probably don't know about. Everybody knows about Spelman, but Mm -hmm. Bennett Mm -hmm. is all black and female too. Mm -hmm. And so let me let me ask you a quick question though, Ivy. Uh huh. You your you said your mother said that you have to go to school. Were your parents educated as well, or what made them decide to go that route? My mother was. Mm-hmm. She had her master's, you know, like the year I was. No, she got it in '86, so okay. a year after I came uh, on the scene. Mm-hmm. And my dad, he had high school. Got he was it. a uh, mechanic, so he. Yeah. But he but he had you on that math though. He yeah he had me on that map and he knew something about money oh he knew how to keep some money that's gonna do it that's gonna do it <laughs> yeah so yeah, okay. she was like you ain't staying around here you gotta go to school so okay so Bennett piqued your interest right um <laughs> for a number of reasons but um and initially math was still not on my radar. I was like, I guess I'll be a business major. I really wasn't taking school that seriously at that point. I was a 17 year old freshman. So yeah, yeah, no, I was trying to find myself. Mm -hmm. And so I was undecided for a good two, almost two and a half years until I was, um, oh, let me back up. When I came freshman year, you know, they test you to see where you land. Like I was in 099 math, <laughs> reading and uh, English. So they tested you as a part of the entrance to kind of find out yeah. what the baseline is for your, yep. for your classes before you even yep. start. Oh, Absolutely. that's interesting. Yeah. And I, I ain't no shame to admit that I was in 099. Child. Okay. <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> but, uh, and um, so, which is ironic to where I'm about to go with this story. So 
Um, so undecided for two and a half years. I, I'm in algebra. I get. I was able to get to algebra 101 or whatever it was. Yeah. And then the math teacher at the time, she took to me. She said, Ivy, you really do get this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I mean, you teach it pretty good. So mm-hmm. that's that's a, diff- a thing. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm a difference maker. That, and I want to make a point about that. It's really not the material. It's really the the delivery of the material. Can we just stay um, there for a second? For, yes, for we those can. of you are who are in college, if you go to a university where you are afforded the opportunity to switch to another section for a different teacher or a different TA, make it a point to do that. We, I had an, oh my goodness, what, which, I'm trying to think what class, Calc 2 at University of Maryland. This man would go up on the, on the chalkboard and by the time you get to the end he already erased in the beginning and you're just trying to catch up yeah you know every teacher at a university is qualified as it relates to their technical aptitude or their educational background a lot of teachers are there for research so having to teach someone is not always an automatic thing so i'm just really glad to hear you say she taught well yeah she did she made it a point to uh, reach people. Um, and that's something my mother always taught me about because she was an educator. My mother was an educator where she said, everyone's a differential learner, learner, mm-hmm. like meaning everybody learns differently. That's so right. what works for somebody is not going to work for somebody else. Okay. So, and that's the beautiful thing about teachers and things like that. So she took to me not... And I didn't even know she was like a math teacher, right? That's how unplugged I was. <laughs> I was so party focused, like mm-hmm. I was, right? But it was her and another uh, male professor mm-hmm. that that started to like work with me on, you know, some of my um, uh, strategy skills and all that stuff with 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 uh, algebra. And then you know you you move all the way up. Uh, then I took calculus, mm-hmm. did that, then. Uh, calculus-based physics so this is going into my junior year and I'm a full-fledged math major now like all my classes because those two and a half years were straight electives because I was undecided I didn't know what I was going to do so interesting so the the other year and a half straight core courses Ooh. (laughs) so but it worked out because I was, I was, uh, I was ready, mm-hmm. you know, I, I ain't, I wasn't doing nothing. Them mm-hmm. two years, so I had, I had time to, to get my energy up. Right. And so, you had, and you were interested in it. And I was interested in it. Yep. So yeah, become a math major. And then, then, um, I think my second year, like the second part of my junior year, I became the club math computer science club president which is it's like, um, and so, you know, some of the classes I did take at North Carolina A&T because some of those, those classes weren't offered at Bennett. Like I was going to ask you that. Yeah, like abstract algebra, Bennett wasn't teaching that, okay. you know? And so, and that was a class that literally used very little numbers. Sounds like it. So I think I got through that class with, 
a low B, if not a high C. I was satisfied with that. That was ma'am. Part of my man, I, if you looked at my transcript, you I said, Can I get this? Can I get this D in this class and still get a credit for it and also still graduate? Yes, you can. Thank you. Right. I'm done. I'm not doing this again. Next. Nah, yeah, I'm not doing this again. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you've declared being a math major. You're taking classes at A&T and also Bennett. So you graduate from Bennett with a bachelor's of science degree in math. Right. Above, I had a three point something. That's I think amazing. it might've been a three, three. So it was good. I yes. was good. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I had hopes of taking up architectural engineering for my master's. Um, and I had got accepted to Illinois Institute of Technology. Already had went to the campus that summer, liked it, loved Chicago, blah, blah, blah. And they accepted me on my GPA, not my GRE scores. They never requested them. Mm-hmm. But then closer to August, they they just said, Miss Smith, could you submit your GRE scores? Mm. And I said, are you sure? I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I have my acceptance letter, yada, yada, yada. So I submit them less than like maybe three weeks later, I get another letter from them unaccepting me. Oh, like my goodness. my GRE scores was not, were not high. They were not. Had you prepared for the GRE or was it something that you just said, I just needed to take it? Because... I, yeah. Okay. I just needed to take it. I, yeah. That's okay. exactly what happened with that. And um, so they, so I was, they took away your acceptance. They literally, I had two letters, acceptance and unacceptance. We That's regret crazy. to inform you that based per your uh, submission package, da, 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 so, I said, and mm. I was devastated. And so yeah. I was like, mom, forget it. You the one that w- I told my mom, you the one who wanted me to get this master's. So <laughs> I'll just be a math teacher. Mm-hmm, and if, mm-hmm. if anything, I'll go and be an actuary. Cause that's, that's, that was my backup plan mm-hmm. to be an actuary. And for those who don't know what an actuary is, can you explain to the listeners? Those are the people who calculate or come up with like the death rates and things like that. Um, they they're like they they also do other things too like um it's been years since i looked into this but no that's fine that that was enough because i'm sure some are like actuary let me google this right now yeah <laughs> yeah google it google mm-hmm. it um and so so you didn't get in yep. devastated yep what's the next move still gotta go to school mm. so i i enrolled in at north carolina a t that 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 fall and to keep the momentum going because I just graduated in the spring mm-hmm. of 07 then I enrolled in A&T in the fall of 2007 in the civil engineering program wow because that was closest to architectural engineering that um that I saw and so um that was a two-year program they accepted all my math credits and all that stuff. So I didn't have to do any of that. That's great. Um, so I, right before I was about to graduate, mm-hmm. um, in May of 2009, mm-hmm. my mother passes away in April of 2009. And when I say everything went quiet, everything mm-hmm. went just black. And thankfully 
most of all my professors gave me incompletes because I was doing pretty good in all my classes. Right. But they understood like Ivy's out. Sure. She's not, she's not showing up. Right. There was a, there was one professor though, and this ain't no shade to his nationality because it's Mm -hmm. not the nationality, but he was Asian Mm -hmm. and he had very little mercy for me. Mm. Like he said, this is, this happens. Mm-hmm. You 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 need to That's a culture provide thing. your assignment. Mm-hmm. And I will say this, at the time, I was so devastated by that. I was like so mad at this guy, da, 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 da. But looking back on that, he's actually right. Mm. He's right to the degree, because here's, this is why mercy is needed and mm. why grace is given. Let me be clear. Let's go. But any time that a hiccup or in reference to life, meaning when life happens to us, mm-hmm. we can't just drop everything mm-hmm. and tend to the emergency per se. You, you have to really be aware of what you can handle and what you cannot. Whatever your capacity is at that time. Yes, whatever your capacity is. And, and where I am now... Mm-hmm. It's definitely not where I was back then. So, Absolutely. so had a life altering situation, mm-hmm. took off the rest of the semester, came back in the summer and finished and walked in the fall of 2000, uh, 2009. That's amazing. And, um, and, and, you know, you, you said that you got the degree for your, you know, your mom. Absolutely. Cause mm-hmm. she, and I, her reasoning was how hard it was for her with two mm-hmm. little kids in the mid eighties to get her master's. So she said, you're not going to be like me. You're going to be better than me. So okay. I want you to get your master's. So it really worked out. It helped uh, place me in the job market at a higher salary. Correct. And um, so did you but, go, you know, did you go from graduating right into the industry or? Yes. Okay. Literally. So I finished, technically I finished in the summer. Mm-hmm. So I was, um, got picked up for the, the Navy, um, in August okay. of 2009. Let's talk about that a little bit because I present different, I want, I want a diverse array of folks on this podcast to talk about their careers one thing I have found is a lot of folks just don't know about the opportunities that are afforded to them coming out of college. You go to a job fair, you're presented with a lot of agencies, you know, government oh, yeah. agencies are getting better. However, a lot of people aren't familiar with like an intern program, right? Yeah. And is that yeah. the program that you went through and when you started working for the Navy, was it an intern program? So this is excellent. So when I was in grad school, I think in 2008, I did a co-op or a summer internship with DETRA, DETRA, Defense mm-hmm. Threat Reduction Agency mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in uh, at Penn State, so okay. in State College, uh, Pennsylvania, or Happy Valley, as they like to say. Mm-hmm. And excellent, excellent. There, you know, um, I was working on for for not giving it away, but basically like um, threats, like. Um, some with, 007 stuff. Got you. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was pretty cool to get that level of exposure. That is very nice. Um, and of course, to, to get an understanding of the whole Penn State 
vibe and the campus or whatever. Uh-huh. I heard it's that beautiful. Was, it's nice. They have their own creamery. So okay. Shout out for to those Penn State Brats. Yeah. Shout out Nittany Lion. Okay. That's, that's, you know, <laughs> I, I still rep y'all, you know. So, you know, so that was the, in the summer of 08. So, and that was highly recommended from my, um, uh, I guess, career counselor. Okay. Or um, actually, he's about, he was my professor, but he was he acted like a career counselor. Like he took to me, um, and I made myself available because I knew I I needed I needed somebody on me. Like, can, can we can we expand on that? Yeah. What does it yeah. mean like you making yourself available to this professor? Meaning, if he needed a TA, and he did, I was his TA. I learned how to grade papers, you know, of the undergrads. I learned what they were learning, you know, to a degree because I was sitting in his classes. Um, That's amazing. And I learned like, man, had I been an engineer undergrad, it would have been probably a different story. But Mm. nonetheless, STEM Mm -hmm. is STEM is STEM is STEM. That's right. So. So you work with DITRA or DITRA. You had yeah. that experience, you graduated, then you got with the Navy. So the Navy, is that how you found out about the Navy program was after doing the co-op with them? No, I went to a career fair mm-hmm. and this, this, am I allowed to say the company? Mm-hmm. Like where we work for? Yeah. So this guy that was at this table called NAVC, mm-hmm. which I never knew what a NAVC was. Sure. <laughs> he was just like, Hey, Hey, we're hiring. That's and I'm hilarious. like, he and anyway. as a frugal college student or grad school student, yes indeed, yes indeed. Oh, that was like music to my ears with all these uh career fair people out here. Sure, who's really going to hire you? Who's really mm. going to do this? And he's like, hey, hey, we're hiring. We're hiring. <laughs> Let me see what what NAVC is. What is a NAVC? That's right. And, <laughs> and he was like, oh yeah, we need people. We need people. We gotta. We just now open up our hiring freeze. That mm-hmm. I, I didn't even know what a hiring freeze was. Okay? <laughs> right. I was like, I just need a job. Sure. And uh, and then of course I put my resume in, in some other agencies. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I was ready to graduate, it wasn't just NAVC that I had an opportunity with. I had a job offer with the Air Force. Okay. Out in uh somewhere in Florida, mm-hmm. and then with the Army Corps of Engineers in Maine. Actually, oh. no, it was the Air Force in Maine and Army Corps of Engineers in Florida. Okay. But I saddled up on NAVC in DC mm-hmm. because I'm from Jersey. I'm a car ride away if something happens to me. That was literally the only reason at the time I settled up on NAVC. Okay. So I started working for the Navy in August of 2009. And mm-hmm. I started working in a group that had nothing to do with any of my degrees, right? They bring me in as an industrial engineer. I didn't do any industrial engineering. That is so fascinating because that happens more times than not when people finally obtain their degree and then they get out and they're like, this isn't what I thought it was, but it was the first job or it was a job opportunity, right? All yeah, we know is we want to make money. Yeah. Was that a hard transition for you? It was, 
it was a forced transition. So it was like, whether it was hard or not, it, I didn't have a choice in the matter. Good point. Right. Um, and the whole time early on, cause, um, when I got to Napsey in August, I actually, um, was hired into a, uh, what is it called? Intern like program. A program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically it's a two year program. And then upon graduation, you get your GS 13. They, mm-hmm. that's what they said at the time. But by the time I graduated the program that went away. And so I was still a, a GS 12. Right. Okay. So but throughout those two years were great. You know, they sent you places. You know, I went to NAFAC Southwest in San Diego. Love the Gas Lamp District. Love mm, it that is very area. nice. And uh, then I went to Washington State for the Warfare Center, Newark Keyport um, in uh, Keyport, what, Washington. Was there more m- much diversity in these programs? Uh, no, ma'am. No, okay. ma'am. Um, many, many, many times I was the only minority, uh, and female minority. Mm-hmm. And so was that, that a was shock for you? Pretty shocking, especially coming from an HBCU environment where literally doctors, lawyers, of course, athletes, but all the technical areas of STEM, they look just like you. Right. And so, but then to come to the work environment and Mm. it's like total opposite, total opposite. So how did you cope and deal with that? Well, on top of grieving my mom, you know, at the time, like strong grieving, I I didn't, I didn't cope well. Mm. I'll just say that I didn't cope well. I I went to different things. Um, And thankfully, um, God sent me someone to direct me back to him. Mm -hmm. And so my life began to come up Mm -hmm. from that point on, actually, Mm -hmm. because I I was in, I was just, I was just existing. Yeah, I was just existing. I wasn't living. And, um, but yep, still still working at NAPC. And and then after my in, internship program finishes, I land in the environmental group. Mm-hmm. Because at the time, the rumor was everybody who really don't know what they're doing, they'll just land in the environmental group. <laughs> like, I said, wait a minute. Oh, that's what? crazy. There go again, undecided. I was undecided. And co- you know, it's it's like a this little thing. Yeah. But all along the way, it's all working together, though. Mm-hmm. So I, when I land in the environmental group, I worked there for eight and a half years. I worked started in the the environmental planning group. Then I went over to the shipyard group. Then I went over to the environmental acquisition group. So I touched a good breadth of subject matter areas in the environmental arena. And when I say I was ready to move on, Mm -hmm. I was ready to move on. You know when it's time. Even if you're undecided, you know when it's time. Yeah, definitely. But again, like I said, all things work together. And so fast forward to, and all along the way, there's still, there's still technical acumens and areas in environmental just Mm -hmm. because 
STEM, we know what that means, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, but there's still a level of that in environmental. Absolutely. And so fast forward to 2016, no, 2017, I get an opportunity to um, lateral mm-hmm. into another uh, division, of the facilities division. And so... And let me go back in those eight and a half years, I did do details in different areas, different, you know, not just in environmental, but I went over to the engineering directorate, you know, NAMC 05. And so, which was the in-service submarine group. That's a huge part I want to kind of park at too, because I think that a lot of companies and agencies are starting to offer opportunities for folks to grow in their areas, right? You can do that through a formal leadership development program, aspiring leaders program, any kind of programs, or it may just be an opportunity where, like I got an email the other day from my girlfriend where people were looking for people to work for the Air Force at the Pentagon in environmental. And it was just like, shoot shoot us your resume. And I think that it's awesome that you actually took the opportunity to take advantage of these areas or you know options when you had the time to do that because it probably may has made you a much more well-rounded individual much in terms more. of right in terms yeah. of not only technical acumen but just meeting people right absolutely because okay. the, the your 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 network is your resource there like where I'm at now I'm benefiting from the networks I've developed over the years and and still am developing so don't be afraid whoever whoever's out there and listening to this please do not be afraid to go take a detail somewhere especially if your leadership or your supervisors encourage that please take it and and learn every and all things that you can because it's going to come back to you it's going to come back to you one thing i'll say a lot of times I think people tend to not take details is because they don't have the confidence or the self-assurance that they need hmm. to let them think that they are able to move into a different space. And you and I talk a lot about confidence, growth, yeah, you know, talking to oneself yeah. and just encouraging yourself. What? Do you feel like you were already confident and that's why you took the detail or was it more of an inquisitive thing? What do you <laughs> think about the whole, you know, consideration? No, that's good. Mm-hmm. That is really good. It was a mix. Mm-hmm. I definitely was confident enough to say, I deserve an opportunity. Mm. I deserve to, to, to do well, to do like, to see, to see and prove myself. And when I say prove myself, I'm not talking about like, oh, I'm not good enough. No, I am good enough. Mm-hmm. So I do deserve this opportunity. Like, Did you already have that level of confidence all your life? Or was that something that came over time? Definitely came over time. My mother instilled it in me. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, going through school, being smart, but being looked at like you're a nerd or be or an outcast because you're smart. Mm-hmm. So you, I started to question and second guess my, really my intelligence. Mm-hmm. It, it was only until 
maybe 10 years ago, I started to embrace Mm. my intelligence. Like Mm -hmm. that's a superpower. That's Mm -hmm. a level of genius that you have. And for, for the, everyone listening, everyone has a level of genius. Every single person has a level of genius. So definitely it was developed Mm -hmm. and I sought out mentors Mm -hmm. when I first got in environmental and you know, it wasn't even a lot of people of color in leadership. It wasn't a lot of women in leadership. And so my mentors were very critical for me in affirming me, but also pushing me. Like, so baby me enough in a way, but don't baby me where I, I can't walk. I'm crawling. No, no. They made sure I was walking. That's good. Um, and so now I'm in a position where now I can mentor other people. And mm-hmm. I love to mentor young uh, STEM people because mm-hmm. it's possible. That mm-hmm. is one of my taglines. It is possible. Don't marginalize yourself. Don't, don't put the limits on yourself of what you think you can't do. You really don't know what you're capable of until you put yourself in the situation. So go for the detail, go for the co-op, go for the internship, all of that, mm-hmm. all of it. So I, I also, now that I think back on it, when I, University of Maryland has a really big co-op program. I did not look into the co-op program because I thought to myself, you mean I have to take a year off of college? Who, I don't, I can't do that. You know, I, I don't understand that. A lot of times I just didn't feel like maybe I would qualify for it. I didn't mm. feel as if I would, you know, measure up to the other people who were putting their resume before these companies and these agencies for that mm. consideration. I think what you said is very key in that you don't know yet. Yeah. You don't know yet. And you don't know because you haven't even tried. I want to say something about the people that you think are so much better than you. Mm. They're not. They're not. If anything, you'll find out that they're just as human as you are, mm-hmm. that they're they're figuring it out mm-hmm. as well. The only thing is they're not allowing you to see their shortcomings or their hiccups or whatever and so those who may deal with low self-esteem from time to time people you may you may think the person can see that you don't know this Mm -hmm. no one's a mind reader that's right until you tell them until you open your mouth no one really knows what you're capable of that's right or your level of brilliance no one knows that has Low self-esteem since you worked in NAPSI and just in the all the various areas. Have you had moments or seasons in your career where you're just kind of like, I'm struggling right now because I'm not, my self-talk is in jeopardy? Absolutely. And I, I definitely sought counsel, mm-hmm. meaning therapy, because of course, I was still, like I said, fresh from the loss of my mom. So that's literally what thrust me into therapy because mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do. But to your point, yeah, my, my, my self-talk was very critical. Mm-hmm. And so very unloving, very lacked, it lacked grace, lacked grace, mm-hmm. like a lot, unkind, basically. And so that had to change because, because that was painting my perception. That's right. Because the, mo- the person who talks to us the most is us. 
the person who's with us the most is us or self. Mm -hmm. So if self has negative self-talk, oh boy, it's going to be a fight. It's going, it's going, it's, it's going to be, I know, woo. I know. So gotta get, gotta get that mind right to know that mm -hmm. you're equipped. Technically there's nothing in me that I didn't have when I first got here, when I first learned that math, math and uh, adding, subtracting and all of that, mm -hmm. Th those were the foundational things that I've, that were laid when I was like seven years old. Mm -hmm. All of that has been cultivated over elementary, high school, college, grad school. And so now I'm living in what was being cultivated mm -hmm. and I'm still cultivating it. I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. I'm still going after things to improve upon my, my, knowledge my mm -hmm. technical competence mm -hmm. all of those things mm -hmm. that's really good because always be a learner that, nice. you know as they were like as people say no one really likes a know-it-all but people really like a learn-it-all that... be a learn-it-all i think that's be the a... quote i think that's the quote that i'm going to use for the audiogram <laughs> <laughs> because I've never heard that before. That is brilliant. Yeah, be a learn oh, it all. I'm definitely using that one. Yeah. Um, this is really good. I will say for me with self-esteem, I've always had battles with self-esteem growing up. And just last year, I went through a tough time where I wasn't showing up at work very well because I had been diagnosed with alopecia. Now, mind you, I had locks you know, since 2005, beautiful locks, went to Japan, my hair started changing, everything like that, came over to Hawaii and my hair was starting to fall out. And I remember going to the doctor and her saying, at this point, you're probably gonna have to cut your locks off. Who is Crystal without the locks? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So now I'm, I'm, I'm battling my own stuff at home, but you know, but my nine to five, I got to show up every day and you know our work environment. We cannot yeah. not show up. Yeah, And so I found myself constantly having to talk to myself and push myself and find my voice and everything. But a lot of it was because I had lost who I was because of the value, going back to the value that society yeah. has placed on certain things. And it just kind of underlines exactly what you really stand for a lot of times is the importance of knowing that you are still who you are at your core, regardless of whatever is happening on the exterior part of you and how you're showing up at work that day. Absolutely. And Absolutely. That was a tough time. And people don't know. People did not. People, when people hear this, they're probably going to be like, I didn't think. Yeah. I, yeah. This was me having to relearn who I was and find out and find myself to be beautiful with shorter hair now. And gorgeous gorgeous ah oh, thank you thank you um and just having to find myself in this space it's just amazing to me how our personal lives truly impact how we show up in our professional lives and the thing is our professional lives is where we are most times out of the day anyway yeah you know? so that's why i was just kind of like you like you got something to say yeah because the word authentic keeps i keep hearing that Cause I get, when I first started in NFC, they, the, the black people, the older black people would say, well, you can't wear your natural hair. Mm -hmm. You gotta dress like this. You gotta talk like this. Um, you gotta, it, it's like, mm. so, I, so in a way I was 
being morphed into somebody who I was not. I was mm-hmm. not that. Mm-hmm. But to but to fit in, mm-hmm. that's what I did. And when you find your authentic voice, mm-hmm. you can show up as yourself and that literally will be enough. It'll you don't have to add, subtract, multiply, divide. You can be you. That's good. And it's enough. And it's enough. But but that's the you. That's the you that is the real you. Mm-hmm. Like without the the degree, without mm-hmm. the hair, without that, that's who's showing up to this job. And mm-hmm. granted, they they hire us because of the technical yeah. area, expertise, all that stuff. But you're a human being. These these uh efforts from the Navy or whoever are managed by people. The work is getting done by people. Those machines that dig up the dirt in the earth are ran by people, Mm -hmm. okay? People have emotions. I mean, for goodness sakes, we're we're a a whole being. Mm -hmm. So so when people say, don't bring personal to work, they should say, bring your best self to work. Mm -hmm. That's what they should say. And they should probably say, bring your best self to work and have grace for others as well. And have grace for others as well. I love that. Yeah. We are all having our own experiences where we have to come with our best self, recognizing there's some other things going on. So when your coworker is showing up in this way, you might want to have grace with them because yeah. you are just one ticking time bomb away yeah. from acting like them too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And this is, this is what I, I mean, I'm going to ask you, what's your, what is the resource that you think that you want to pass along to other people? I would definitely recommend my book. It's called pressurize for greatness. Mm-hmm. Five things about the grace of tomorrow. The five things about the grace of tomorrow is one decisions decide destinies. You got to make a decision where you want to go. How you were undecided. Absolutely. <laughs> it see it all works together. You know, decisions decide destinies. Then um, you got environments matter. What environment are you putting yourself in? You know, environments are not just external, but they're internal. That mm. goes back to that self-talk. That's right. Another one is you got to maximize the moments. You got to, first of all, you got to understand what a moment is. Mm. Life, we could say, look at time. Mm-hmm. Time is, we could look at 24 hours a day, mm-hmm. seven days a week. 365 days a year, however you want to look at it. Time is on the span of moments Mm because moments literally make up time. Mm -hmm. So you got to maximize the moment that you're in. This is a moment that we're in right now. Those who are listening to this podcast right now, you're in a moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, what are you going to do with the information that you get in this moment? Mm -hmm. Maximize it. Mm -hmm. Focus, focus matters. That's, that's why you got to focus, right? Any, anybody could shoot something in the air, but if you don't have a target, where you, where you focus in your energy, where mm-hmm. you focus in it. Mm-hmm. And the fifth thing about the grace of tomorrow is you got to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And when I say make it happen, meaning you got to do something about it. Like 
life doesn't get better because you wish for it. Mm. Life gets better because you do something about it. And I'm a woman of faith, so I'm always going to say, faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. So you can believe for a thing, you can hope for a thing to happen, but if you don't do nothing about it, that's, like that's, you, yeah, like that's you bad math. Your, right, it's bad math. Like you getting the the um, unacceptance letter from the school oh, and you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and do this about it in order for me to move forward and get this master's because that was the goal. That was yeah. the focus was you getting that master's. That's really good. That's really good. Yeah. That's a really good resource. So Ivy, yeah. I greatly appreciate you being on today's Yay. episode of the STEM Sing podcast. If people would like to follow you or find out more about you, where can they find you? Yeah, on Instagram is at Ivy Speaks. Twitter is at Ivy underscore speaks. And then Facebook is just at Ivy Speaks. Also, you can grab my book. It's on Amazon. I'm telling you, it's it's great. There's other resources in the book. Mm-hmm. And feel free to hit me up on any social media platform. I'm more than willing to to mentor folks that's good men and women whoever Did y'all hear that? who Did y'all are looking hear that? absolutely because stem that's my message when i talk to my kids i'll say stem is for them mm. stem is a way of thinking you don't have to know all the level of levels of calculus based physics because they go high they go a lot like I only took calculus-based physics too. Mm-hmm. That was the highest I went, but you can go up to, I think, 13 levels of calculus. I'm good. So just know <laughs> that you don't have to, you, you can still be smart, intelligent, and still be you. Mm. Like you said, that um, authenticity. Thank you so much, Ivy, for your time. Amen. Greatly appreciate it. Again, thank you so much for listening in, Prototypes. Until next time, take care. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you feel equipped and encouraged to stay the course along your STEM journey. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you are notified when a new episode is posted and share it with your contacts. You can listen weekly on your preferred podcast app or by visiting stemsync.net. I encourage you to become part of the conversation to help cultivate a network of support. Feel free to submit questions and topics with an email to podcast at stemsync.net or messaging StemSync via Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter. Thanks for the link up and sync up, prototypes. Until next time.